Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Imagine starting off in an entry-level role and working your way up within the same organization to the vice president chair. Our next guest did just as I'm excited to have Ryan Miller, vice president of ticket sales and business development for the LA Kings and AEG Sports. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Great to be here. Ryan, always fun to chat with you. Excited to dive into your career journey. And first... I think the easiest question is, did you ever imagine you'd still be with the Kings organization, you know, once you started over 13 years ago? Uh, it is a good question. And I would say, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> That's give, the easiest uh, way. Uh, an honest answer. I, I was just trying to, you know, uh, come in and just kind of survive my, my first year. Uh, and I, I've never tried to look you know, too far uh, in advance and, and try to say, hey, I want to be here or I want to be here um, uh, by a certain time. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, you, you pick your head up out of the sand and, and all of a sudden you're 13 years in uh, with the same company. Um, it's never felt like a true day of work um, through these, you know, 13 years coming up on 14 years now. And uh, I've been extremely blessed um, to work with such great people and, and be a part of uh, AEG for as long as I have. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, kind of going back, you graduated Arizona State University with a degree in business. What, you know, obviously you started there, but what was the reason to take that job in LA? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I got a degree in business, but, um, you know, honestly, it felt like I went to Arizona State to get a degree in ticket sales. Um, Arizona State at the time was one of only two programs in the country that was allowing undergrad students um, to join the athletic department and sell season tickets. Um, and not only that, I, I had the opportunity to work for Mike Boswell, um, you know, legendary sales trainer. Yep. Uh, and I just happened to catch a window with him uh, for my two years when I was a student um, working for him. And uh, what an unbelievable um, you know, first boss, first manager to educate you on the, the art of selling. And, and he really pushed me. Uh, and we had a lot of, you know, a lot of students come out of that program that ended up doing very well. Um, I haven't talked to him in a, in a bit, but Andre Luck, uh, the VP of the Marlins sat right next to me in our first, you know, kind of our first class. So um, couldn't ask for a better place to start. And then that transition to LA, uh, uh, was was honestly pretty seamless for me. I I had so much training and background um, that I actually interviewed for the Kings position 
uh, about six months before I even graduated from, from ASU. So the most amazing feeling in the world. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I was like, I already knew where I was going. I, I knew what yeah. I was going to do. Um, uh, and it was, it was a really easy choice for me. I grew up in LA and, uh, grew up playing hockey, uh, grew up being a, a Kings fan. So, uh, for that to be the one opportunity that did come up, um, you know, I, I'm going to probably say it throughout the whole podcast and just, extremely blessed and, and some good timing and lucky in that situation. No, that's awesome. I think one piece of advice, especially for our young listeners and even some of the listeners that are in college, be proactive, right? Get out in front of it. And, you know, I, I know I didn't do that. You know, I was, I was graduating in about three weeks, you know, three weeks at, before graduation, I finally landed a job and realized what yeah. the hell I was going to do. So, <laughs> um, yeah. you, you, so you land that job with the Kings and from there, your career is just taken off as you've held seven different roles within the organization, which we'll dive into, but, Ryan, what do you feel like you've done to continue to work your way up within the organization? Yeah, you know, you know, I think um, like many like many organizations out there, um, you know, I, I think there's there's plenty of opportunity out there if you can find it and if you can seek it out. Um, something that I've you know kind of tried to take a second look at and kind of take a step back is where's the opportunity here. Um, in every role that I've been in and where is there a need within the, the company? Um, I've never told myself like, Hey, I wanted to be the, the vice president of ticket sales for the LA Kings. I've always looked at it as, you know, what's the, the next opportunity that would give me the chance to prove what I can do. Um, and whether that's, you know, asking for extra work um, or asking for additional responsibilities um, that's something I've always tried to do is, you know, you know, find something that maybe my manager or my direct report is struggling with and say, Hey, you know, can I, can I volunteer? Can I, can I do this? You don't have to pay me anymore. You know, just, just let me get the opportunity to, to try something else and try to help out. Um, and I think that's led to my, while I've been with AEG for 13 years, um, it's been a very windy road, uh, within AEG. Yep. Uh, I've worked in, I've overseen ticket departments in four different hockey leagues, which <laughs> yeah. I think is not easy. Uh, not very many people can say just the, the vast, um, you know, differences in, in what kind of opportunities I've been in is just so unique to AEG. Um, and it's, uh, I think that's, that's the key is just like AEG is so large and there's so much opportunity in different areas, but no one's going to just hand it to you. You got to see it and you got to go take it. Um, And that's what I've tried to do, you know, kind of throughout my career with AEG. And we'll certainly continue to dive into that. But Ryan, you know, certainly, as you mentioned, the organization's played a big part in it. And what do you feel like, you know, yourself, the LA Kings, AEG delivers from a culture standpoint that keeps top producers like yourself there so long? Uh, It's, it's really unbelievable. I mean, to give a perfect example, the person I first interviewed with, you know, six months before I graduated from uh, from ASU was Kelly Cheeseman and who I still um, report to to this day. Um, So and and there's a lot of examples like that. It's while it's the largest live entertainment company uh, in the world, it's a it's a family. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have been here for a very long time. And not to say that, you know, we, we hang on too long, but Um, there's always something next. There's always something new. There's always a challenge, uh, for us to try to, uh, to knock out. 
and we have an unbelievable owner. Um, you know, we have a single owner who owns, um, you know, almost all of AEG. So, you know, working for him and, and having the chance to work with AEG, I think it's just, um, it's just different, right? And our roles are a little bit different. Our structures are a little bit different, um, but that's what kind of makes us unique. And I think uh, being a part of it for as long as I have um, is really due to uh, the family atmosphere that we provide, um, even though it's such a large company. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Ryan, you know, as you've navigated throughout the, the organization and after selling at a high level, you decided to get into leadership. Why was that the right fit for you? Um, you know, at, at that point in my career, uh, and, I, and I'll kind of take us back in time, uh, 2012, um, and, you know, we were, I was an account executive or inside sales supervisor, I believe at the time with the LA Kings, but I was still selling uh, while managing, um, you know, we were the eighth seed. We ba- barely snuck into the playoffs that year. Uh, and then all of a sudden we went on this magical run, uh, went 16 and three, which I think is still the record um, for a playoff run uh, in the NHL and won the Stanley Cup. And with that came a ton of demand extremely fast. Yeah, quick. and and we uh, we got to a point where we we're you know close to being sold out, and you know I saw that opportunity, and you know I felt like I was coming in on four to five years of my selling career, and I was just kind of looking for that next challenge at the time. Yeah. Um, and where that challenge came was in you know I went from Stanley Cup parties and and going and you know. Um, working with our, our secondary market partners during the finals, which was just a crazy time to be working with that group Yeah. Um, to going to the East ECHL uh, with obviously a much smaller staff, but they gave me the, the keys to, to really run um, that department. And uh, again, I was just looking for an opportunity to kind of take some ownership, um, test myself in a different way. Um, and, and go to something completely different than where I was currently at. Um, so I felt like it was time. Like my, my sales career was, was arcing. I was ready for that next step. Um, it's the natural progression, you would certainly say, but I've actually really enjoyed um, the, the management part of it uh, and, and overseeing teams, which is still my favorite part of uh, the job today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, as, as you, you said that you kind of got into the ECHL, you went overseas. And as you think about the variety of leagues and teams, and you're right now you're overseeing the new sale to sales side of the business, the LA Kings, while also supporting the overall business strategy for Ice Baron and, and AEG rugby as well. What does that day-to-day look like for you? Yeah, it's it, the cool thing about it. Uh, and what I really enjoy about it is just the, it's different every single day. Um, usually in the mornings, not, not every day, but, uh, you know, I'll jump on a call with our, our team in Berlin. They're nine hours ahead. Um, and, you know, I work very closely with that staff still. Uh, and we're, you know, with, with our guy, our guy, Martin, uh, out in Berlin, who's an unbelievable ticketing mind, um, uh, in Germany. He, uh, we, we get together, we spitball, we've been working with each other for seven or eight years. And there's just like a, a familiarity there that we, we know what we're doing and we're putting the, you know, the strategy in place for them to continue to be successful. So usually in the mornings, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, you know, I'm in the office uh, here with the Kings 
at least at least four days a week. Um, and, you know, there's certainly challenges just like any other, you know, head of sales with any other team. There's there's always more that we can be doing. Um, you know, on the King's side, you had the two cups, ton of demand and uh, and a natural progression of where organizations go that that flipped. And there was a real need to bring uh, a strong sales culture and, and come up with a plan um, to get us back to, you know, those days, whether the success was there or not. So, um, you know, we have a great team here. I work with a ton of extremely uh, intelligent people here at the Kings. Um, and and we're, we're constantly focused on how we take this organization to the next level. Um, and then, you know, slice in uh, AEG rugby uh, during, you know, during the day, um, you know, where we were responsible for the sevens tournament at Dignity Health Sports Park, but also in charge of, you know, selling what's called the NBC Sports Pub Pass, which is, uh, it's like a TV subscription for bars and restaurants. Okay. Uh, it's almost like a red zone type of package yeah. for English Premier League soccer and, um, and, um, and rugby. So that's completely different, right? So like, how do you sell, um, how do you sell something like that? It's, it's not a traditional ticket. It's not the traditional it's not sale. A sponsorship. It's not a, you know, it's, you know, so, you know, kind of formulating a, a strategy behind, um, selling those passes. And we have, we've done really well and it's, it's been a really fun project uh, to be a part of. And, um, I'm always kind of, and maybe not to, uh, maybe my boss don't love it, but I'm always looking for that next thing we can add to the, to the cabinet of things to be doing. And, you know, maybe it's too much at one time, uh, in, in many situations, but, you know, I, I really enjoy taking a new project, taking it from start to finish or starting it from brand new and, and kind of working the way up, um, through that, uh, ice Baron was the same way. It was kind of, you know, went out there was, um, they had so much natural demand that kind of fell off and starting something new and building the first ever ticket sales team, uh, in Germany. And with that team, yeah. uh, was, had a huge list of challenges, right. And we were able to figure that out, but I, I really enjoy that part of it is a new project, something to work on um, where there is no roadmap, there is no playbook um, and coming up with a strategy uh, to become successful. I think I've, I've really uh, had a lot of experience in doing that now with AEG. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Ryan Miller, Vice President of Ticket Sales and Business Development for the LA Kings and AEG Sports. And so, Ryan, let's get into the three hot topics. Question one, you know, selling sports is never easy. And really, it's regardless of wins or losses. And, and you've worked amongst a variety of teams, both teams that have won and both teams that, that haven't. You and your team are always selling, you know, a variety of those performances. So what's your advice to all listeners on the value of running parallel paths, but also selling at a high level? really no matter the outcome. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's, that's, there's, I can give you a, I could be on here for 30 minutes and try to walk you through it and probably talk in circles uh, on the many different ways and paths you could go down um, to try to differentiate your time and, and, and focus on different areas and doing that the right way. Uh, it's hard. It, it's hard for a seller. Um, I've tried it before and I, and I've tried it where it's not successful. You give, uh, an executive, multiple products. Um, and, you know, I, I think through trial and error, I've learned different ways to kind of overcome that. Um, you know, I, I like putting certain teams together, let them really focus on their product, let them master that, yeah. um, understand that the fundamentals of selling is, is similar across what, whatever you're selling. So the fundamentals, you knock that out, you have your sales experience, and then it's kind of layering in um, different opportunities for for executives. Um, it's it's a it's a unique challenge that we get to do, and I, I'm very happy that we get to do it. Um, and it's about you know time management and a lot of those things, but it's also you know you know giving our team the tools they need to be successful. And that in my role now, I almost see it as the opposite: is is instead of like someone who's coming down, like, these are the goals we need to hit. This is what we need to do. Everything kind of, you know, follow me and, and, and you know, provide that kind of uh, linear path. I'm here to be the ultimate resource for the staff. Um, I'm, I'm sitting in and, I, and I'm watching and I'm trying to understand where their challenges are and how do we continue to innovate and, and how do we continue to get better? Um, you know, I think something that we're very blessed with is at AEG is the resources, especially at the, at, at the Kings organization is they let me step back and, and, and dive into tech and dive into innovation and, you know, give me the, the keys to, to, you know, drive that train um, down the road. And I think, especially recently, we've been able to use a lot of these, you know, kind of innovative tools um, to help with the process of multiple products but also just make us more efficient. So, you know, it's, you know, my, my boss, Darren Abbott says it to me all the time. It's like, you're a, you're a better mousetrap guy. Mm-hmm. So like, how do I, how do I create a better mousetrap for our team? Um, how do I provide them with the resources that they need to be successful um, and give them everything they can be provided with um, to do their job. And I think that's what, you know, I've really focused on or probably over the past couple of years is, is, is on that process and our sales process in general. Question two, you spend quite a bit of time overseas working with the AG sports properties, as we've talked about, what are some key similarities and differences from selling kind of overseas to here selling in the United States? Yeah. And, um, I would say, you know, I spent two years in Germany um, two years in Berlin, uh, living there full time, uh, and then have been going back, you know, a few times every season. Um, you know, the core business is very similar. 
you know, there's, they have a certain amount of games, you have a season ticket member base, and your goal is to drive revenues and, and, you know, help fill the building. Um, outside of that, it's completely different. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, this, you know, you know, the entire staff is not all English speakers. So navigating that world, um, the fan culture, the, the culture of, and the history and the, you know, ownership the the fans have, um, I think in, in Berlin specifically, uh, is something I was not ready for. I had never seen before in the United States. Um, I think we get a little bit more exposure now and you, you know, you watch Wrexham or some of these other shows and, uh, you kind of see it, but when I went out there, I was shocked, you know, there's, you know, the fan groups, their committees, um, they are very opinionated and they want what's best for the club. Um, and it's something, uh, I absolutely fell in love with, uh, with being over there, but also something that was very challenging. I had to, I couldn't come over and just say, Hey, this is how we do it. Right. You had to really listen. Um, and you really had to try to understand, you know, what's a better way to look at this, but how do, can I adjust my own strategy to, to make it work out there? And, um, luckily we have a tremendous staff, uh, unbelievable staff with the ice that work extremely hard. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's very different. I feel like the goalposts are moving on me sometimes. Yeah. Um, they certainly have, uh, unique and specific challenges to them, but again, the, the core business is, um, uh, very similar. Yeah. No, adapt and evolve. And, and finally, question three, within an AEG sports, there's so many entities, which means so many leaders for all of the properties. And how often are you discussing best practices and strategies and, and some of the similarities that the teams can implement? Uh, it's something we, uh, we do all the time. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be formal. You know, I've, yeah. I've overseen the ticketing staff in all of our, uh, all of our uh, you know, hockey properties. Um, so it's not just, you know, Hey, what's your team up to? What, you know, what are we doing? It's, you know, I, I've had boots on the ground in, in each one of them, whether it's Ontario, uh, Berlin, um, and we share quite a bit and, you know, something is, especially with Ontario rain who are, you know, kind of just down the road here, um, from LA and, and where I've spent a significant amount of time in my career. Um, some of the best ideas and some of the most innovative ideas come out of minor league sports. Yep. Uh, and I've seen it firsthand um, and they, they have to scratch and claw for every single ticket um, to come through those doors. And that, you know, with that work comes, comes innovation. And I'm always very curious to see what they're up to. Um, and, you know, the team in Ontario does a tremendous job. The team in Berlin, um, you know, can provide a completely different perspective. And I've, I've implemented strategies on how they sell the holiday packs from my time with the Hamburg freezers. And we still use them today with the LA Kings, right. Or, or what Ontario does with their exchange program or what Ontario does with, um, you know, a lot of their subscription products and a lot of that uh, we try to implement here. So for me, we're all on the same level and, you know, I don't ever want to treat, you know, someone at a a team that may not be in the big four in, in a different way. Um, because there's a lot of pride and a lot of work that goes into those teams to, to make them as successful as they are. And I, I learn a lot and I, I'll sit there, I'll listen, um, and I'll, I'll take as much information as I possibly can, um, and try to try to implement it here and vice versa. 
No, that's awesome. Well, Ryan, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. To close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Let's go. All right. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, who would it be? Yeah. So, you know, I was talking to my wife about this one. Um, and because I, I've heard the podcast before and, you know, for me, it's an obvious choice. Like Ryan Gosling is just, you know, we look so much alike, like people mistake I, us all the time. It's identical very, twins, you know, um, her opinion, uh, more George Costanza. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, maybe there's something there in the middle. Um, uh, I would say, but you know, uh, I, either one of those, I, I think it actually make, make a fit if you put them together. I like it. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Um, that that's a challenging one. I, I feel like I'm a little young to be trying to make sure I hit bucket list <laughs> items. Uh, at least I like to tell myself that. Um, but you know, career wise, uh, I really wanted to win uh, a championship with the ice Baron. Um, you know, that group is, is like family to me. Yep. Um, some of my best friends and relationships, uh, in my entire career, unfortunately, uh, I mean, it's great for the team that we've won back-to-back championships, uh, in the DEL. Unfortunately, I was not there to see either one of them. Uh, the first one is in the pandemic year and they did it in front of no fans, which is just heartbreaking. Um, uh, but the next year they won again. Uh, I'm telling myself we go back this year. I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm going, you're going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. And I'm also a goalie and like weirdly superstitious. So maybe like, if I don't go, they will win. So maybe, <laughs> I, you know, I stay away. Um, so career wise, I'm so happy to get uh, a couple rings from, from the organization out there. Um, and then just, in, you know, my personal life, I have two young kids. Um, it's like, you know, going to the, the pumpkin patch last weekend with, with both of them was like, it's a, bu- it's a bucket list item for me. I mean, we had so much fun. Um, you only get so much time with them at this age and I try not to miss that. And that's something AEG and, 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 you know, my direct report, especially, you know, they make sure we, we focus on family time. Um, they're not grinding us into the ground. Uh, and, you know, I think it goes back to like why I've been with the organization for so long, like they treat you the right way. And I haven't missed on too much of that outside of my travel to Europe. So um, and it's probably, one of my bucket list items, just, just being with the family as much as I possibly can be. Awesome. If you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? So I don't know if I can bend the rules uh, here a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. let it slide. Yeah. Uh, growing up in LA, um, being a diehard Lakers fan um, from a young age, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, yep. if, you know, if we can go back in time and, yep. um, you know, something you know, he was just such an inspiration to, to me in my career, as so many others, um, just unbelievable um, individual. And, and I pulled a lot of motivation from him. I actually, you know, back in my Arizona State selling days, I would, before my shift started, I would watch like 10 minutes of Kobe highlight clips to get myself amped up and ready to Mamba sell mentality. The Mamba mentality, right? So um, I would love to spend, uh, any amount of time with him, um, and, and, and be able to speak to him and just hear the stories. Um, so that, that would be my choice. If I can, I can bend it a little bit. Um, just the, the impact he's made on my life. Yeah, that's awesome. And finally, to close it out, what are the three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? 
Yeah. Um, the first one I would say, seek out opportunity. Uh, and I'll say it again, like no one's going to hand it to you. Yep. You got to be able to, you know, kind of see above the weeds there a little bit and see where there's an opportunity where you can make your impact. Um, the second one uh, I would say is agility and flexibility um, and not taking yourself too seriously. Um, I never feel like I have the right answer. Uh, I never feel that, you know, the way I want to do it is the only way uh, to do it. Um, I'm a sponge uh, and I want to learn from as many people as possible. I just want the best idea. Yep. So, um, you know, whether I'm copying it from another team, um, I, I try to connect with the other leaders in the NHL as much as possible. Uh, everybody's doing something really well. And part of my job is just sourcing that information and applying it to, to what we do. So, you know, kind of, kind of, I would say that would be my second one. The third one, um, you know, try to have fun. Like you only get to be a, a young person in professional sports uh, for so long, take a step back, try to enjoy it and realize enjoy it. how lucky you are to be in the organization or be uh, in the entertainment industry. Uh, I've had so many individuals, you know, leave for more money or, or for more title or whatever it is. And you kind of lose that little spark inside. Again, I've never felt like I've actually worked a day in my career. Uh, I still love what I get to do. I love the people I get to work with. Um, so, you know, trying to soak it in, uh, as much as possible, I think is my third. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much. You certainly had a great career. Always a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate your time and expertise. I appreciate it as well. I'm looking forward to working with you more in the future and, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great one. Thanks, Ryan. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 weeks of hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.